the only i think challenge with lotco was just being a woman in a man's world i think you know agencies and digital marketing is is mostly led by men um, older men as well uh, i was a young woman called shubham so when i would walk into a room they would be like where's your ceo are you the secretary no sir i'm the ceo <laughs> so i've had that but you know we're we're here and um, no one can stop us we're you know there's no one nothing can stop us Hello and welcome to the Success with Savita podcast where we share hot tips on how to do life and business without losing your mind. I'm your host Savita Nanjappa, entrepreneur, high achieving 9 to 5er turned transformational success coach, helping you create a wildly successful business. Come hang out with me and other fabulous humans like you every week for stories and chats packed with a healthy dose of tips, resources, how-tos and real talk. Side effects may include a happier and more confident you with each passing day. Hi and welcome to the Success with Savita podcast. Joining me today is Shubha Mehrotra on this episode and I'm very very excited to have her here today. This is our 50th episode and I wouldn't have wanted to do it with anyone else other than Shubha Mehrotra. I deeply admire her. I love her work ethic. I love what she's created with Lotco Media and I also admire her for building the platform 50 Shades of Gay. I had the opportunity to meet Shubha Mehrotra in 2018 when we were both at a pitch event, startup pitch event and we were speakers. I had the opportunity to listen to her before we went up on a panel and everything that she shared of course resonated with me and I felt like this is one person that I must get to know more of. I have enjoyed following her progress over the last few years since we met and we've stayed in touch and i'm very excited to bring her today for our 50th episode but as always a little bit about shubham for you to get to know her before we get started as the economic times young business leader of the year and one of goldman sachs 10k women three passions have defined shubham mehrotra's journey as a business leader one creating integrated digital solutions to build value on behalf of the world's most iconic brands two creating inclusive work and social environments and three advocating for social change in india shubham is the chief executive officer of lotco media one of india's fastest growing digital agencies shubham has a proven track record for developing and implementing business strategies for profitable growth and is at the forefront of change in india's digital and social landscapes shubham is a passionate advocate of women empowerment lgbtq plus representation and diversity in india's digital ecosystem and was named as one of the women economic forums women of excellence in 2020 as a state president of the karnataka digital consultancy council shubham is actively involved in building the country's largest chamber of commerce and industry for women and drive thought leadership and gender diversity through this industry platform by bringing together the most senior female leaders in digital marketing advertising and communications on the global stage shubham represented india at the united nations global young leaders summit in shanghai and washington dc respectively and is also a tedx speaker shubham is also the founder and editor in chief of 50 shades of gay india's premier portal supporting nourishing and championing lgbtqia equality across asia pacific join me as i chat with shubham and i hope you enjoy this conversation as much as i did 
Hi, and welcome to the Success with Savita podcast. Joining me today for our fireside chat and also for the podcast is Shubham Merotra. Shubham is someone I met, I think, 2018. And the moment I saw her and the moment I heard her speak, I I was I felt so connected. I felt like, dang, I want this, I want to be her, right? And she walked in and she was so stylish and she spoke so well. And I was like, girl was happening right here. And something about her energy and the way we spoke, we really hit it off and we've stayed connected over over the last four years. And today it's my honor to have you here, Shubham. I've been wanting to do this for a while and thank you for being so generous with your time and for agreeing to be here with us today. So welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much, Savita. It's always a pleasure. It's just a fun ride with you every time. <laughs> yeah, you're very kind as always. So let's dive right in and get started uh, because I want our audience uh, listening in, joining us today as well to hear your journey so far and how you started Lodco Media and why did you choose to be in this industry and what brings you here? Right. So, so I, my entrepreneurial journey actually started in about 2013. I did not start with digital marketing. I, I had just freshly come out of uh, uh, working in APAC region. So I was working in Malaysia and China a lot. And I had just moved to India and uh, I started, uh, so I, I was a journalism graduate, so I did broadcasting in uni. So when I moved to India, I wanted to do something about, you know, around broadcasting, mainstream media. And slowly I realized that um, that people were not talking a lot about LGBTQIA rights. That was something that not a lot of people were talking about. So I thought um, if we could open a platform where we could give these uh, individuals the voices and um, you know give them a platform to talk about their stories that would be brilliant so I started 50 shades of gay you know it was India's premier grassroots campaign by a straight woman who was you know talking and um, uh, empowering people around us getting their stories out there um, and it was at that time when India was slowly but surely getting into digital transformation stage. So uh, my, my main aim and the main communication channel I had to get people to know about this was social media and digital. Mm. Um, and that was my first introduction to how to use social and digital marketing for your advantage. Uh, luckily, when I was working in China and Malaysia, I was working with some big uh, ad agencies and I had a lot of experience doing a lot of work in terms of branding and advertising so I did understand that um, industry but India was a, a completely different ball game when it comes to social when it comes to digital a lot of laws were very different at that time when I came to India mm -hmm. um, but slowly but surely I started engaging myself with a lot of marketers a lot of agencies uh, people who knew about digital marketing and I realized that there was so much ambiguity around how to use digital marketing for your advantage. A lot of fraudulent activities, a lot of data that was not being, um, you know, real data, uh, a lot of people just trying to take you for a ride because it's such something so new. Mm. Um, and I did a big project with the state government in Mumbai at that time where I realized that people really do not, they want to use digital marketing, but they're afraid to use it because they are not sure about how to take advantage of it. And um, it took me about two years to build a platform, which is called Clear Campaign, which is a proprietary tool that we build. Um, and it basically tracks 
um, user behavior of people on the internet. That's as simple as that. And we get all of this data from different platforms like Facebook, Google, uh, you know, a different telecom companies, so on and so forth. And all this data is users like you and me giving consent to these providers to actually use our data for their advantage. Um, so I thought, why don't I take this data and then give the power to the people back again? Why don't I tell brands and freelancers and individual businesses uh, that this is the data that you have? Why don't you, you use this data you know, um, to sell your product at the end of the day? Um, two years later, we started Logical Media in 2017. Mm -hmm. um, and we it was you know, one woman army at that time. Um, I was I started with one and today we are 150 staffing partners in India. Wow. Uh, we are uh, we're working with clients across India. We've held so many NGOs, so many uh, women entrepreneurs, especially in the last two years during the pandemic. I think one of my key things was uh, since digital was something that would empower people, that would get people out uh, of, you know, issues and people lost jobs and so on and so forth. But the good news was people who were not able to go to their nine to five started doing things that they really enjoyed. Mm -hmm. um, I had so many friends and acquaintances who started baking and today they're running actually bakeries. Um, so I helped all these women and friends and family who I could with digital marketing. So I'm very proud of that particular thing that I did. So we've helped multiple small um, small businesses who are now medium-sized business and slowly are going to be uh, rocking the world in India. Um, and, and also we've worked a lot with the state government. We, we really want to give more opportunities to people from tier two, tier three cities who can take advantage of digital, you know, who can become SEO specialists and get good jobs and get out of, you know, poverty or take that one extra step in their life. So we're doing a lot of work around that. And, um, how is the entrepreneurial journey going so far? It's going brilliantly. I'm, I feel um, I have a great set of people around me. Uh, my, my team is fantastic. And yeah, we're just, every day is a completely different day, but it's, it's brilliant. We're, we're, we're learning so many new things. Um, and I think, I think the world is definitely going towards uh, more digital than anything else. And, and the power of digital, I mean, everything that we do today is digitally driven. You 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 be you know you know it or not. It is digitally driven. There is some data point of whatever you're doing. Um, so it's so important important for people to just take advantage of that. Yeah, yeah it's been, it's been brilliant. Your journey has been phenomenal because I have been kind of watching this for a while, and I know while you talk about supporting uh, small business owners, building, making them into SMEs. You also worked with some really large brands um, and you've done, you worked a lot in this, uh, not just digital, but also big data, right? You've also yeah, done yeah. a lot of work in big data. Um, so before I actually dive into more on digital marketing, which is what um, I want to talk about today, share with me some of the challenges. I know uh, I'm putting you, maybe we, uh, I mean, you can share with us and we can see. Um, how, what are some of those challenges that you had? Because I know you spoke yeah. about this yeah. when um, you were, and you still are managing 50 people a day. Um, yeah. And at that time, when you started, it wasn't legal yet. And then oh, the word yeah. came out later. So what are some key challenges that you face that come to mind when you talk about it now? A lot. I mean, it was a different world. I think. I think. I. I think. I'm very lucky to see India change in my lifetime. I really do not think I would see that. I think when I came in 2013, started all of this. I the first year was probably the most, uh, the darkest time possibly. Um, you know, as as an entrepreneur, as someone, as a journalist, really, I was not doing that for 
it was not a profit making kind of model at all it was just you know mm. i wanted to get stories out there a lot of death threats a lot of people following me home uh, my parents got you know pictures of me uh, in you know restaurants saying that tell your daughter to stop this so it became quite dark but um, persistence is something i i don't i i'm a very persistent person and i feel if you are and if you're doing things that are not um I mean, I did not cross the line at the end of the day, whatever I was doing, I mean, we ensured that there was nothing religious that we were talking about when you're in India, you need to kind of kind of walk this really thin kind of line between just sort of getting kind of dicey topics. So religion, we, we stayed away from, but our idea was just to put humans out there who just have different lives and just talk about it and get people just acquainted to things that are not usual to them. Mm. Um, so, so yeah, the first year was a bit different, but we did help multiple people. There was a there was a person um, in Chennai who who reached out to us who was um, who was actually put in home jail for two years. Mm. Um, and the, as soon as the mom and dad came to know that he was gay, and they took all their pan card and his pan cards and bank card details and everything, and somehow he was able to get in touch with us through Instagram through his friend of friend. And uh, we found the you know, police commissioner. And luckily, you'd be surprised, Savita, how the South, South Indian authorities have been so much more progressive. And I'm not saying that North India is not, I'm personally North Indian. So I'm not saying that, but I think at that point in time, I, I feel um, going to people from um, you know, Kerala and um, you know, from Tamil Nadu, I think they were, they were they they had, you know, they were so open to ideas and open to just helping and just just um, just being there and doing whatever they could. So we did help many people. It was heartbreaking. Um, there were times where you would um, you would just sit and just think, why are people going through this? And um, but um, a lot. I'm I'm sure we've changed a lot. And 2015, when uh, when things changed completely, it was it was possibly the best day of our lives. Um, and and we're doing the same thing with Lotto. I think we during the pandemic, mm. we were able to employ so many people. We have our uh, we had, um, you know, a a help in our office in the first year. And today she's our office admin. She uses a laptop. She knows how to use Excel. She can make a presentation if you like. Uh, we love to invest in our people. Mm -hmm. uh, so there are so many things we are doing beyond business, which is very exciting. The only, I think, challenge with Lotco was just being a woman in a man's world. I think, you know, agencies and digital marketing is, is mostly led by men, uh, older men as well. Uh, I was a young woman called Shubham. So when I would walk into a room, they would be like, where's your CEO? Are you the secretary? No, sir, I'm the CEO. <laughs> so I've had that, but, you know, we're, we're here and... Um, no one can stop us we're you know there's no one nothing can stop us yeah uh, i love yeah. hearing uh, your story of um, all the struggles that you face with uh, 50 shades of gay in fact that's something that you were sharing on stage when i was listening yeah. to you the first time i met you as well so with that we'll come into um what we're going to talk about which is digital marketing how does one develop a meaningful digital marketing strategy for their business today? Because it's such a large word. It's mm -hmm. used so loosely. And, you know, everyone has a different concept of what digital marketing is. Like someone thinks it's social media. Someone thinks it's Google ads. Someone thinks it's something else. So can you like debrief us on digital marketing and break it down um, and simplify it? And how does one start building a strategy? 
Um, I think you're you're right. It's people people are so confused. They exactly don't know where to start. I think the first step to do is understanding your target audience. Who is it that you want to target? Mm. Digital marketing involves absolutely everything. Social is digital marketing. Running ads on Google is digital marketing. Uh, just doing a bit of PR is digital marketing. Um, uh, using influencers is uh, also, you know, it, it's very impactful. It gets ROI. Um, so it's firstly identifying the target group mm-hmm. and then doing a little bit of A-B testing. Now, this word A-B testing, people think is very technical and, oh, my God, how do you do this? Yeah. Uh, it's very simple. You have the whole world of analytics in your back end of Facebook. All you need to do is just start an ad manager account. And in the back end, there's an option. It just says A-B testing. You click on it. You, you just put in the target group that you um, that you want to target. Um, and then you run some tests on it. Things like you, you try, you, you know, if you want to run an ad, for instance, you want to run an ad on Facebook, you must have thought about a creative. How would you show that ad to people? You put that ad, you know, your creative, you upload it, and then you just run a test on it. What that does is, it gives you an understanding of will your target group engage with the creative that you're using? Will they find it interesting? Is this even the right target group that you're targeting? Do they have the money to spend for your product? Are they really interested in your product? And all of this information you get based on their behavior online. Mm-hmm. Um, and all these platforms gives you that. You don't need to go to an agency for that. Of course, an agency just takes it to another level. It gives you, you know, further insights because of the tools that we've created in-house. Mm-hmm. Uh, but as a small-scale um, uh, company who does, does not want to engage an agency at this moment in time can do these things themselves. Um, and once you have defined your target group, it becomes very easy for you to be able to then run ads based on your A-B test. And people tend to think that digital marketing is very expensive always. It's not. You can start with 2,000 rupees and can get immense results. We've gotten sales of um, you know, about 10, 20,000 rupees in a budget of 2,000 rupees. So it's as simple as that. But the, the first step is testing what you are going to run. So, and, and that's very simply, you can find that in the back end. It's as simple as that. Okay, great. So that's number one, when anybody begins, like have a plan in place of what you want to mm-hmm. offer and test whether the market wants it. Um, the next thing is, um, while you're planning your digital marketing strategy, as a business owner, what are some things that you should keep in mind? Like, for example, do I need to think about how many platforms do I need to be on? How do, should I create like a budget? Like what, how would one approach that? Yeah. So it's very simple. Once you, once you've identified your target group, for instance, for like, for, let's, let's take, for instance, if I'm looking at uh, individuals who can buy Reebok shoe, right. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it becomes it. Once you do a test, you will automatically understand what platform works for them or not. For instance, uh, I will not run an ad for a, um, an Intel on Facebook ever, because you know the audiences will never engage with a product that Intel is sending on Facebook, but an audience on LinkedIn will very well uh, engage with them. If you're a small scale company, I think the first thing that you must do and you can do, which is not very expensive, is running ads on Facebook and Instagram. The good news is if you run it on Facebook, it automatically appears on Instagram. Mm -hmm. So you get some insights, you collect the insights, don't run an ad for more than seven to 15 days, collect the insights and then learn from that data. What did what work? What didn't work? 
I tend to always, if I'm running an ad, I tend to optimize the ad twice a day. So every 12 hours, I'll see how the ad is performing. Where has it reached? What is the geography that it's reaching? Um, and then you can optimize the keywords. You can change the keywords slightly, tweak it to, if you're a Reebok, like I said, you can change it to shoe lover, from shoe lover to millennials who are looking for trainers. Trainer mm. becomes a very millennial word. So mm. just very simple things like that can completely change the game for you online. Um, so identifying the platform again, completely lies on the target group that you're trying to target. The other thing is you can also use platforms like, like a lot of people tend to use influencer marketing and they always think, um, you know, if I, if I'm a lifestyle brand, I need a lifestyle influencer. Mm. I don't think that's the best way to approach it. You should be looking at the influencers following the people who follow, would they buy your lifestyle product? A lot of people come to us, like a food brand will come to us and say, you know what, I want food influencers. And the food brand, they're selling very expensive, very premium, organic, vegan food, which if an influencer who makes khichri and they have 2 million following, their followers will never buy organic, vegan food. You probably need to go to a lifestyle or a fitness influencer who has that kind of following. Mm. So people tend to forget these things. So always keep in mind, it's, it's about where you're, uh, who you're reaching out to with that commun communication and the, like, the end product, like the end consumer. And that end consumer should match with your potential customer, as simple as that. Okay. Um, actually, I was going to ask you about influencer marketing and, you know, we've segued into that. Uh, so before I, I move on to another question I had around the most effective digital marketing tools, let's talk about influencer marketing. Mm -hmm. What is it? How has the space changed? I mean, from the time of 2016, when this became a thing, yeah. how has it changed today? And especially considering that now the buzzword is creator economy. Yeah. So can you help me and my audience understand what is influencer marketing first? Because again, I feel there's such a huge misconception around what it is. Absolutely. So influencer marketing, a lot of people think is just... Um, is for brands who are well-established, brands who have ambassadors. That's the first thing I tend to hear. Oh, influencer marketing is going to be expensive. Mm. Um, influencer marketing is the best way to create brand awareness for your brand. Okay. If you're a new um, brand, if you're someone who's just got into the market, get some influencers to talk about it and people will know you. They will have a bit of brand recall. So it's essential you do that. And no, it's not very expensive. You can get influencers. You can get influencers that work the best for you, which would be micro influencers. Mm. Um, so you can use influencer marketing to create brand awareness. And what has changed Savita in the last seven, eight years is earlier on, it was all about um, brand awareness with influencer marketing, how to just get people to know about your brand, know about your product, what are you selling, why are you unique? Uh, today, it's about ROI. Mm -hmm. Every influencer that we engage today gives us some sort of ROI. So today, as brand marketers, we have to make a decision between should I spend on Google ads or should I just go with a big influencer? Sometimes it's easier for us to just go with an influencer uh, and get better results. Uh, and that also lies in completely just analyzing the data. If you spend the same amount of money on Google versus on influencer, what kind of returns do you get? So influencer marketing today comes with a lot of ROI and a lot of goodwill in the market. If you have one influencer using your product, 10 other influencers might contact you, their followers might start reaching out to you, so on and so forth. So it's a brilliant way to kind of reach out to the market, create brand awareness and also get conversions today. Like what you hear so far? 
Make sure you never miss a show by clicking the subscribe button now. Stay tuned as we take a quick break and we'll see you on the other side of the show. Okay. Yeah. I was going to ask you, uh, is it only at the awareness phase or at the bottom of the funnel when you reach conversion? Yeah. So you want to use influencer. Okay, great. So how should a business owner mm-hmm. go about choosing the right influencer? Because there's so many different influencers out there. Genres. Yeah. Yeah. And at so what I, stage? Sorry. Uh, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. What stage? So any, I would, I would personally say at the, at the, at the very beginning and by very beginning, I mean, not when you have uh, when your business does not have a vision or mission. And I, I feel it's very important for every business to actually have a vision and mission before they uh, before they can actually go big. Mm. Um, so as soon as you've established that um, is when you should, I think, engage an influencer. It really creates a perception in your consumer's mind. Mm-hmm. I have seen that work exceptionally well in my industry as well. So I would not engage an influencer like any typical brand, but I would engage a key opinion leader. Mm. You know, um, someone like you talking about Lotco perhaps going out there would is brilliant for me. You're an influencer for me at the end of the day. Um, and we've had some brilliant influencers on LinkedIn. We've had key opinion leaders who go and talk about us and, and it really, really brings in um, such a ripple effect when it mm. comes to, you know, sales or, um, you know, goodwill in the market. Um, so yeah right at the start and um, what should I keep in mind when I'm choosing the influencer what should I check so the first thing like I mentioned was do not go by the genre of the influencer but the people who the influencer yeah. like their followers that would be the first thing number two there are multiple tools online that you can find where you can see if the influencers actually have real following that is the 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 only thing where small businesses tend to take a hit Mm. They go by the following, uh, you know, people get verified. They're, they're not actual genuine, legit, you know, blue ticks. Um, so multiple free online tools, just Google it. You'll find these tools. Just check if the following is right. Always check their engagement rate. Mm. How many comments are they getting? The other thing to keep in mind is if you see a lot of influencers, uh, comments are other influencers. They're a part of this WhatsApp group where they tend to do that. Again, that's not genuine. That will not help your brand. Um, probably is not the best move for you. Uh, simple things like that uh, would really uh, ensure that your, you know, your influencer campaign does well. Another key thing I think people forget is a CTA, a call to action, something very simple. I want my influencer at the end of the day talk about my brand, but also tell the users to go and do something. The reason I want them to do that is because, again, I can track it. I would like to track if I spend, say, 1,000 rupees on my influencer and 1,000 on Google, how many clicks did I get from my influencer versus on Google? Mm. And here, what people tend to make a mistake, they'll put the same website link on both platforms. Then how do you find the source? Mm. So something very simple like a bit.ly link. Create two unique bit.ly links and give it to different sources and start tracking it. And you will ensure like in, in 15, 20 days, you know exactly which platform or medium is giving you the best results and you can start investing into that medium. Okay, that's such a great tip. Uh, I love it. And when you're saying tools, is it possible for me to have uh, like other tools out there which will help me check if the influencer has fake following or not? Because that's the thing, right? People are buying followers. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but there are tools which will tell me if the followers are real as well. There are, there are multiple tools. I think there's one called influence.co, if I'm not uh, uh, wrong, but there's multiple. You can just Google it. Just Google okay. like influencer bots, B-O-T-S is the word for it. 
um, and you'll get multi, these are just websites, really. They're just simple websites that you can do. There's one called eClencher, which mm-hmm. gives you multiple, like so much data at the back end to understand what's working, what's not working. They, in fact, tools like this, it's great to invest in. What you should do is uh, eClencher would be one of my favorites where you can take, you know, a one month trial. It will give you a lot of insights about what are your potential customers or current customers talking about. Mm. And then you can base your next month's content around those topics. So, you know, your engagement keeps increasing every week, month on month. So, you know, tools like this are brilliant for you to um, kind of enhance your visibility online and even engagement. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. I'm going to be on that tool today, (laughs) but Uh, Before we move on to bringing in the conversation into you, I had another question. What, according to you, have been um, the most effective uh, digital marketing tools that actually work? As in, um, you know, you have, we have so much, right? One is the platforms. And then you have like, you know, there's a hashtag generator, there's uh, Buzzsumo, there's all of this. So if as business owner, what are like, five six must use tools to for analytics for research to keep an eye on trends um, that you recommend so we very honestly do not uh, savita really go by these hashtag tools and all of that mm-hmm. online it's it's we do that completely based on our research so we have an r&d team who just goes and research these hashtags that you see on these websites are at least 48 hours old Mm. Uh, it takes time for them to keep updating it and you know they have such a big traffic that they don't really need to update it every day Mm. Um, but you can do this research literally at the back end of Facebook in uh, you know insights Instagram insights um, LinkedIn insights it's brilliant to find a lot of information there Um, we tend to read a lot of um, you know news it's great to know about you know what's happening in the industry digital industry what tools um, I think we use a lot of um, Cisco tools, but again, that's not something for MSMEs or even SMEs right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the best um, analytics tool to use would be Facebook and Instagram. They are the most accurate. They tell you everything about your own platform. Uh, another cool thing is if you are a business owner and you're on Amazon, mm-hmm. I think that is one of the best places for you to be able to do sales. Why? Because you know, um, unlike Facebook and Instagram and even Google, actually, they will let you just spend money as, you know, as much as long as you're okay with, you know, spending money, Mm. um, even if you're not getting results. Um, On Amazon, on the other hand, it's imperative for you to get some sort of ROI, otherwise they're going to stop your spends. Mm. So it's in case you want to try digital marketing yourself and are not sure about, probably do that on Amazon if you are a product. Um, you can spend 500 rupees and you might get a sale for 700 and then you can keep you know, spending. In case you spend 500 and you've got zero rupees sale, Amazon will not let you spend anymore. On the other hand, Google, if you've just left it, um, you know, just at its own, um, it will, it can, you can end up spending 10,000 rupees and you would have gotten zero clicks or zero sales. Um, so Amazon has these exceptional tools in the back end. And again, you create your ad manager account and you'll get so much data at your fingertips. Yeah. Okay. And I have another question on influencer marketing. When you said, you know, if you want to go it alone, what if I, as a business owner, I don't have an agency, but I still want to reach out to mm-hmm. some influencers and get them to, you know, do these to, to, you know, shout out for my business. How do I reach them? What's your like hack or what's your best tip for that? And how do I go about it? 
I think the best way to do it is, um, I think obviously reaching out to them and, you know, just writing to them and telling them about what you do. I think a lot of influencers these days, if they find something similar in the businesses or people that they're reaching out to, they're very kind to respond. Mm. But the other thing, it's very important because they run their business. This is their bread and butter. So they want something in return. So there's always, what we tend to do is there's always a, either a barter deal. You know, I, I don't have a product. I have a service to provide. Um, and we tend to strike a deal where, she or he gets some benefit out of us and we do the same thing. And you need to really put in the thought behind reaching out to them, having the best sort of approach and telling them this is what, what's in it for you, you mm. know, to kind of collaborate with me. It's very important to do that. Um, we did this for a very small brand and today it's been acquired. They've, I mean, um, Alibaba has taken a lot of stake in it called fool.co and they were just uh, Agarbati brand that they started um collecting all these flowers from the Ganges and then they would just you know use it and uh, make it into really beautiful uh, agarbattis so um they reached out to us and they wanted to engage influencers and sadly not and they wanted to position themselves as a premium brand because people who believe in sustainability are people who are from tier one cities who have good jobs um and they wanted to engage premium influencers and influencers were not very keen to do that because for them it was like oh it's an agarbatti brand you know i'd rather do something else but the story that we told about the brand made the influencers want to engage with it. And today, Alia Bhatt, you know, is a part of it. So it's basically the story that we tell what's in it for them. Why do, how would they look different or how would they look good or how does that, you know, benefit them um, really wins the deal. Mm, okay, such great tips. I feel like I could keep picking your brain all evening and you, I mean, you're just dropping so much value right here. But I want to bring uh, the conversation back to you. Uh, how do you, because you're so driven and I know, and at the same time, you're somebody who's got this amazing positive energy. You're so warm, you're kind. How do you describe yourself in one word? I think persistence, persistence and very, I'm, I'm, I'm a very, I think, ambitious person. And I think all women around me are very ambitious, which is brilliant. I think we're a new generation of women who are, you know, we don't see ourselves any less than anyone, not, not a man or trans woman, trans man. I, um, but very persistent. I think nothing can stop us and, uh, um, and has stopped my, my team as well. I think I've had some of the best women who have, who are juggling work, life balance, and, you know, having kids and now trying to do this virtually and still managing. And I know you do that, Savita, and it's brilliant to see you all doing all of this. So um, I think persistent is something that I would describe. If it has to be one word, very persistent. Okay. I love it because I, I always talk about consistency. It's one thing that keeps you going. So yeah. yeah. Um, a day in your life, what does it look like? So I'm an early riser. I, I wake up quite early. Uh, and because my world is all around digital marketing and you know laptops and phones all the time, I tend to always have at least two hours in the morning and in the evening without phones and laptops. Hmm. So I wake up, I wake up, you know, at five um, and then I tend to meditate for a little bit. I go Pilates or gym or go for a run or something. I love to run in the park. So I love Cubbon Park in Bangalore. It's a beautiful time in the day to run. Um, so just a, a bit of that, I... Um, I tend to then in the morning have a quick meeting with my team, understand how the day is looking, what all we need to do. Every day is such a different day for me. It's very dynamic what we do. So, you know, in the last three, four months, we've been doing a lot of virtual events. So it's become, it, this has become a new normal for us, just being on laptops, doing big major, you know, global events on 
virtually. Mm. Um, and so, so every day is very different for us. So, so you know, tend to find um, time every, every day, I tend to find at least an hour with my whole team for lunch. So we tend to have a very fun lunch with everyone. One thing about me and my work is I like to take every 20 minutes a bit of gap, you know, either for a chat, just to get myself a coffee or just to kind of stay away from the system and kind of gather my thoughts. Sometimes I just want to stay away from everything and just sit and kind of absorb what's going on because there's so much that happens. Mm. Um, you know, I'm, I'm running a company. I'm also doing IAM right now with Goldman Sachs. Um, there's there's multiple magnitude of things going on. FSOG is another thing that I'm doing on the other hand. So um, just taking that time for yourself in the middle of the day. And I feel people, entrepreneurs and, you know, people like us always feel guilty for doing that in the middle of the day when they're like, oh, I shouldn't be doing it at 11 o'clock. Um, but I do that. Um, I finish my day, um, you know, about, you know, five, six in the evening. Um, I have this habit of finishing my day and preparing for the next day. Mm. So I'm a very... I love making notes and I mentioned that you love your notebooks and so I, I finished my day with a full to-do list of what needs to be done tomorrow that's a great closure for me mm. so I'm able to like close my day shut my mind be like I've done what I could do the best I could today and I am going to take my time off now because it's so important we're at this point in time with mental health issues trying to work from home doing all these things you just you just really, I think, push yourself too hard and you don't have that balance, work-life balance. So I like to have a few hours after work just for myself. If I want to learn piano, if I want to just read a book, if I want to speak to my husband, I find that time and no one can take that away from me. I don't care if my business will perhaps not go, grow 2x. People come and tell me like, oh, Shubham, you shouldn't take weekends off, try and work over the weekends. Um, I tell them, no, I, I, I wouldn't want to give the lifestyle that I have over just overworking myself and the team around me mm. um, so I tend to do that and um, I go to bed sort of early um, <laughs> because I wake up early so yeah so I, I tend to find two two and a half hours before going to bed just family time or just me time sometimes um, and then I have these rituals every week like um, every Friday I have to in the evening it could be a you know, very late, but I have this thing of just going into my home, running a bath, just putting some candles out, putting, you know, a nice series on with a bottle of champagne, just me and myself and this beautiful series I always wanted to watch. So it's a Friday thing. My mind automatically knows it's the weekend. Um, so these things just, just, it's just, it just keeps you going and it doesn't make things monotonous. It um, does not drive you too crazy. If, you know, the week has been crazy, it's like time to tell your brain mm. and relax. Um, so yeah, that's, that's sort of a day in my life. Wow. I love hearing about your rituals and I love watching your Instagram for where you travel and your fashion choices. You travel a lot. And I think that's another thing that resonates with so many of us, obviously. And um, I do want to ask you, where are you going to next uh, before we move on? I am going to Sri Lanka in December. Oh, okay. yes, yes, for Christmas and you. So that's 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 right. Um, I, I I like to give it a break. You have to. I mean, with the kind of work that we do and the times, and um, I think it's important to treat yourself. And and I believe in treating myself. Why not? I'm working so hard. I might as well treat myself to this. So yeah. Yeah. Okay. You're just my kind of person, and I can see Suman smiling because we all <laughs> are on the same. Uh, in the same space as well um, and finally before as we come towards the end and we just take a couple of questions and I shouldn't keep you from your Friday night ritual uh, I do want to ask you uh, what's one one or more what's like been your biggest setback in 
your entrepreneurial journey? Mm, setback. Um, possibly not a setback really, but um, I mean, like, you know, I said, just being a woman in a man's world, just hearing every time you walk in, and this has not been the first time, it's been multiple, multiple occasions when you walk in and they're like, oh, where's your mom? Um, and sadly, my, I wish my name was something else because at least I wouldn't have to hear that. Um, just, you know, uh, I think just being a young woman in this industry um, has been very challenging. People, but then the good news is you you make your place and you let people know slowly but surely that uh, this is who you are. And then when you do that, people don't care if you're a girl or a, girl or a boy or a man or a woman, how old you are. Um, now they see me as, you know, a business owner or a CEO of Lotco Media who brings so much value to our business. Um, so, but it does take a lot of um, effort. And I feel if I was a boy or a man, I probably wouldn't have had to go through the kind of struggles I did. Could have been slightly easier. I'm not saying very, very easy, um, but I feel it could have been slightly easier. Um, but not, not as such setbacks. I've been very proud of everything that has happened. I think we've had uh, digital, luckily has, has been uh, the best um, industry to be in. Mm. And I think I was very, very lucky to have started this at that time because COVID was something which I, which was something that um, really shook me at a point. I was, you know, overnight the lockdown happened. We had taken yeah. a massive office. We had hired, you know, you know, we had hired about 20, 30 people just a month ago and things had just changed. And I did not know how, how do you train, how do you manage them virtually? Um, so that was a very scary time, but luckily we did we did well. We we sailed through it. We helped so many other businesses. Um, so we grew. So it was I, th I think nothing um, nothing at all was everything that happened has helped us grow really you know a lot um, professionally and also all these experiences have made us a lot stronger and we've been able to problem solve in so many different ways. And pivoting your business model is so important. And I've learned that in the last four years. Every year has been so different. Mm. Um, yeah so yeah okay and um I'm, I'm it's heartening to hear that while covid has it sh shook everyone right yeah. and also for you but you've like been able to move forward with that being able to deal with it mm. and uh, maybe a, not a lot of businesses have been as successful as being able to survive through the COVID uh, phase. And finally, as I let you go, what's one piece of advice you would give to our um, new entrepreneurs, people who are in the first zero to five years of their business just starting out? See, Savita, like I said, vision and mission. I think more than that, a purpose. I, I keep telling that to everyone. I've had so many young entrepreneurs who just come to me and they're like, what do you think I'm doing wrong? I'm not, I've done this business for three years. It's because they, we don't have a purpose. You know, if you don't, for me, when I started digital uh, marketing agency, Lotco Media, my purpose was to de democratize and make digital accessible to all. Make it easy for everyone to understand. Mm -hmm. It shouldn't be a daunting task of, oh my God, I need to invest in digital. What do I do? It should be easy. It should be as simple as going on Facebook and posting a post. It should be as easy for a marketer to be able to run an ad for themselves. So I think having a purpose why they're doing is very important. So I think start with that. Um, and once you have a purpose, create a mission and vision, and then you will have these kind of, uh, you know, set these goals, intermediate goals and try to achieve them. And as you achieve, they could be something very small, but as you achieve them, you will start becoming very confident in yourself. And believe, believe me or not, 
five years later, you're going to be, you know, somewhere else. And I, I personally feel that's what I've done with my own business. And um, I have tremendous, I've seen such a tremendous growth in my graph since I had a purpose. And I'm not saying I started with a purpose. I started with just wanting to make it easier for people, transparent, but I did not really understand how I wanted to do it and why. Mm -hmm. uh, it took me about a year and a half to get to a point where I was like, this is exactly what I want to do and how I wanted to do it for my brands. Mm -hmm. And since then, if you see the graph of the way we're growing has, has exponentially increased. We've, we've seen a minimum of 35% growth every year. Mm. Um, so, so yeah, just having a purpose is extremely yeah. important. Like I, I tell all my uh, friends uh, this, this example, which actually shook me, um, Elon Musk, so Tesla, right? Um, when you say, what do they do? They make electronic vehicles, right? What is their purpose? Their purpose is to make uh, transportation sustainable. Mm. That story is so hard hitting that it just changes the game completely. They have open every time they create an econo, you know, uh, an electric vehicle, they open source all their codes. So then Tata's and Nano's are made and all these other you know, cars are made because of that, because their idea is to make it you know, accessible to all sustainability, sustainable transport, but also at the same time, it's a great business move. Yeah. So I think it's very important to just have a purpose. Yeah. Wonderful. And it's been so lovely talking to you. But I do have to ask with five years that you've been here, what's next for you and Lotco Media? Oh, there's a lot of new things. There's there's we're working on a very big project right now where we're coming, we're basically we're developing a product for entrepreneurs and businesses, especially aiming towards M, uh, SMA, SMEs and MSMEs. Um, this project Product, this tool is going to be um, like an Amazon of digital marketing, something as simple as that. So some things, you know, things like that. And we're also um, going global, which is very exciting. Mm -hmm. So a lot of things in works. Um, yeah, that's, that's, I think, all I can say for now. Yeah. I'm going to wish you all the best for your big vision. And I know that when I sit down to talk to you again soon in a, in, in a year or more, uh, you will have again so much more to share with me and uh, I am so grateful that you were here today thank you so much it's been a wonderful conversation I look forward to taking this um, to staying connected and to taking this forward and hearing all these um, all your experiences and uh, maybe we'll bring you back again soon uh, for our 100th episode uh, to have you share with us again about uh, Lord Co. We are now going to be 15. We're going to be on the 50th episode. You're going to be our 50th episode, Tribham. Oh my God, thank you. I feel honored. <laughs> you're welcome. You are, I mean, you're my very favorite guest. So I've been waiting to get you on for like a bit, like a specific number. And so thank you so much for this evening. All right, bye. 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 Thank you for listening to the podcast. If you like this episode and you want more, you can go to the show notes on my website, which is successwithsavita.com forward slash podcast. If you like what you've heard so far, I would be grateful to you if you could leave me a five-star review, subscribe to this podcast and share with a friend who may find this useful. You can also follow me on my Instagram at successwithsavita and DM me any questions you may have and I will be happy to answer them for you. Until the next episode, believe in yourself and all the best to your success.